righty, welcome back all. I'm your host, Soli, and we got Chris from Real Chris You might know him on Twitter. He's a big deal. Well, appreciate that, Sully. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a big deal, but I'm very, very much appreciate freaking that. deal, man. So we were talking about, we were just going back and forth. It's like, we got to pick a, we got to pick a topic soon. We just get you on, excuse to get you on. And then it was like, he just mentioned a bunch of bands. And I was like, oh, I am so fucking there for Jefferson's Starship or Airplane, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. So for those who don't know, they are a pop rock band that is often noted for their styles of album rock, contemporary pop, arena rock hard rock and adult contemporary their members included guitarist paul cotner singer grace slick uh marty balin uh, guitarist jorma Kotkonen, and bassist jack cassidy who both uh left the group to form their own group hot tuna paul cotner and grace slick later became a couple <laughs> while Balin became disenchanted with the band that he quit after a tour in 1970. So <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I knew they had been like parts of so many other bands, but uh, uh, but yeah, they uh, David Freeberg was kind of one of the main big MVPs and Cotner and Slick uh, started do going forming their own duo and releasing various sewn standalone music. But yeah, uh, I always thought it was Starship, then Jefferson Starship, and then Airplane. And I was, I totally, vice versa. It was Airplane. Yeah, no, it's Starship, reversed. Yeah. And then Starship. <laughs> yeah, no, it's basically three phases, right? So there was the Jefferson Airplane, then the it was record Jefferson companies Starship, weren't helpful and then either. Starship. No. <laughs> they, they would always just like when they did the greatest hits or compilations, they would always just put them on, just slap them together. It's like same, same All fucking together. thing. <laughs> That's just uh, what they did, yeah. Uh, totally. So, what was uh, your introduction, other than hearing just endless, just uh, all their MVP hits on the yeah radio? No, I think uh, I'm a child of the '80s, as you may know, uh, and my parents were obviously doing the math. Child, children of the '60s, and this band started in the '60s, right? And so they, you know, as I was growing up, they were listening to this band. Um, on vinyl, I remember listening to their Starship uh, reincarnation. Right, their their pop, their popish or pop rockish. I think sort that's of why my dad didn't like them for some reason. Yeah. They, they it was just so funny because you know we're we're all teased for our various interests. I never had any issue with all eras of Van Halen. My dad, in particular, got teased for liking post you know Michael McDonald era of Doobie Brothers. Others, oh, yeah. he had ruined the band and with Starship. You know, I, I just had heard so many of their songs, Sarah, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, It's Not Enough. Exactly. I swear I had a playlist of them on my phone somewhere, but apparently not. Uh, Good Heart, Don't Lose Any Sleep, Wild Again is kind of underrated, and I don't mean to stay all night, and Tomorrow Doesn't Matter Tonight, It's Not Over. All those are catchy songs, man. And I, I just knew they were kind of just 
easygoing fun and it's just complete bullshit that we built this city is listed as one of the worst songs of all time (laughs) i call it bs yeah (laughs) here's the thing man like if you think about when they started right they started in the 60s as jefferson airplane um if you've heard the song somebody to love you need somebody that that's that's their song i mean that that's that's a it's a it's a classic i love it jim carrey does a cover of that in the cable (laughs) guy Oh yeah, it's a great, great, great movie. Uh, but they, but the, the, you know, they had an album called Surrealistic Pillow back in you know, 1967 that had that song had White Rabbit. Um, they, White they, they, Rabbit you know, they, is so great. That's on the platoon yeah, soundtrack. And there you go. I mean, it just they, they're so good. And and that was a like you know that that was like their hippie ish. Think about like their San Francisco band. They were friends with the Grateful Dead. So much of that that era of music, they 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 encapsulated that. If you listen to the Jefferson Airplane stuff, it's very much a, a product of its of its time. I think a thousand percent. Uh, and I mean, it's find your way back and Jane laying it on the line. I would just occasionally just see on like other soundtracks or jukebox, you know, themed restaurants. And so I just like they're always found a way to kind of incorporate get that just fun earworming and you're just like you know that's not even workout music that's just enjoyable romp music exactly exactly and i mean there that jane song i don't know if you follow pro wrestling but that's the theme song for uh, orange cassidy and the aew pro wrestling promotion he actually has Is that it really? it's, it's, yeah it's, his, his so whenever they introduce him walking to the ring they play jane by jefferson starship which again it only introduces the band to, to oh, people who maybe amazing. weren't familiar with them man <laughs> I, you, you so, just so blew anything, my fucking mind <laughs> yeah man i mean if anything they're even more popular now than they were say five ten years ago right because they're being introduced to more of the masses and i uh i'm, I'm a huge fan of this band because they again they did go through some transformations i'll say yeah lots the, of modern problems i thought it was yeah. just they ran out of material or just you know got dropped by a totally. record like a typical and it's like no they just they they could not have been more different like it pretty much once those that husband and wife team entered the picture they they pretty much became the new face and i did see how by the time they were starship a lot of people thought they were too mainstream although it's yeah. so weird that that conversation was going on because now that's that just sounds like a conversation we'd be talking about nowadays because exactly the radio and corporate uh industry has changed so so much so i that's so wild that that was the conversation back then people talking about the underground wave versus mainstream. And I didn't realize that the, uh, Paul Cantor had passed away in 2016. If I did, mm-hmm. I think it was a brief blurb. I don't think I saw that even on social media or on Facebook or anything. No, they, they, again, they had a little bit of a, they're a quiet period. So to speak, people weren't really, you know, people don't really talk about them as a band as much or they hadn't during i'll say like the early 2000s even like even to that point right when kentner passed away but he uh was a huge part in their transformation from airplane to starship you know the jefferson starship right because there's an album called blows against the empire where it's yeah it was a 1970 right if you look that up there it's a sci-fi concept album and the concept was that these left-wing hippies hijacked a, a government-built starship to to <laughs> re- restart civilization on another planet. Like this was the like the the, the seeds germinating uh, like for, for yeah. Well, again, you think about like what could have possibly influenced this this storyline, right? I mean, what was going on in the sixties, you know, and the early seventies, right? There's a Post lot of Vietnam, um, yeah, yeah, and you had you had a lot of LSD and drugs being consumed. So there's, uh, I mean, it totally 
kind of fits a, a narrative in my head anyway that you look at um, their freaking album covers alone and they yeah. look like a weird like drive-in movie or uh conan the barbarian type uh sort exactly. of sorcery thing some of it even more like a more violent like westworld almost. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure though no, they they definitely have a uh an interesting story right that's kind of the, the premise that was in 1970 they didn't even release their first real jefferson starship album until 74 so it's dark sort of predated it's that. Fun. yeah 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 no but it's great um they, they that album's good they have a song called caroline on there which is a phenomenal song um yeah and and really you know again my my real exposure to this band wasn't until the mid 80s because again they they listened to some of the earlier stuff but it was really that knee deep in the hoopla 1985 release when um you know they, they got a bunch of radio play and then 1987 with no protection they had nothing's gonna stop us now like you said that's a song written by diane warren that was her first number one hit song so if you think about songwriting and and who the 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 the, the queen of i would say songwriting for for ballads or power ballads she's number one i mean she's a she's at the top of the list and that was her first i think taste of success i would say or at least you know her first number one hit i mean i think that's what went into the whole nothing's gonna stop us now like literally yeah 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 no for sure they keep uh, playing until i don't want to do this anymore exactly and they they again they that was a people did i mean i think you think you talk about like the the record industry and you know how they could possibly be accused of selling out too right because they went from a kind of a, a, a an anti almost anti-government or kind of political music in the 60s right. all the way to the 80s and then they're very much pop oriented it's like what just happened to this band <laughs> <laughs> no one can tell them no really i mean yeah, yeah. and i i don't think the record executives really honest to god even cared you know as long as again the <laughs> the money came in as long as people were buying it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's what they want. And and people were buying it in droves at up. Uh, I would again, be surprised I, I just, if there was a documentary about five different agents quitting, you know? <laughs> because, and who could blame yeah. them? I was like, you wouldn't know what to do back then because the industry was changing so much. But at the same time, I mean, you kind of got to go with your gut. You really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, like, think about the biggest hits, right? From 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 their Starship reincarnation, they have Sarah, right? Sarah, you know, that that, classic, right? Nothing's gonna stop us now, you said, and, uh, and, and we built the city, right? Those three songs um, are a product of their time, too. If you listen back to them now, they definitely sound very, just the production of it's very 1980s. Like, so it, it, they fit in their, in their era, right? If I listen to it now, mm-hmm. it immediately makes me think of 1980s production, right? There, there's certain kind of sound synths. There's certain, um, just just the way that the song is presented, those songs are presented, uh, sound like the 80s. And, and again, I, I think that's, uh, it, again, they, they were at the top of the charts for a reason. They, they, sounded current they sounded uh, like like they were speaking to the masses and you know you can't argue with success very nice yeah and i mean even the masses will tune into it even if they say i hate it you know this was a thing before it was a hate watch hate listen <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's this, this joke i joke i talk about where it's like uh, spice girls sold millions and millions of records but nobody would actually admit that actually owning any spice girls records so you tell me who was buying them <laughs> right. oh, it's the truth my friend it is it's just gets annoying because it's kind of like almost predates toxic fandom almost in a way. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you keep saying you're not. I know you did. <laughs> we know you did because somebody's buying them, and and so then you know, again they 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 pulled it for my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. No, but this band it, it definitely has a, a, a you know it keeps a it, it just you know it keeps my heart. You know they're they're in my heart. They they have a they have a warm spot in my heart because they definitely are something that was a part of my childhood and. Um, again, they were part of my my parents' childhood as well, so it kind of it kind of works out to where they they are influenced. They they've influenced my my upbringing to a degree. Sure, and that I mean, it's just pleasant. Not really nothing nitty and gritty about it. Really, just, yeah. yeah. They they are so good, and and the, the the key I think force in every iteration of this band was Grace Slick. If you look up. The name Grace Slick. She was a part of all three iterations of this band, and yeah, really was such a yeah, such a such a key part of of an integral part of this band. And she, her voice was immediately just listenable. It was a very very um, ear pleasing voice, and and in every iteration of the band, right? She was the, the she's the, the the voice and. I don't know uh, who nothing's she, gonna stop she us was, now. She's just really good. She's not trying to be anything else. She's not trying to be Carol King. She's not trying to be Madonna. She's just trying to be just a pop singer that happens to be in a rock band. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you look up, she has an interesting Wikipedia page. If you were to pull that up, she there's a there's an article about or a part about her being arrested by the police because she was sitting, I think, under a tree, intoxicated and eating <laughs> bread and just drinking wine. And she Minding apparently. Your mind your business but then the cop asked her what are you doing and she just went off on him and so he arrested her because um she was just absolutely just berating the police officer um and and so it, she yeah but she was an interesting force he didn't mess with with her she was a, a force to be reckoned with and, and like again, jimmy somebody, and Greggs and all the others yeah you know, that arrest was for a different thing given the times but it's interesting here how yeah she's got a sub kind of hippie culture that she kind of interjects into her work because that's that's just who she is so why exactly why take that away yeah just, for sure i think that's why people like that people like when your music is a reflection of who you are as a person i think right they can tell when it's fake and when it's real i think to a large degree oh totally um and like you say it just gets annoying when uh just uh many will just go back and forth and just like to call you the sellout it's like uh well what if it's a sellout you can often tell that it's just not them someone else wrote it i I can't really say that about them you know and if it is then they're still probably a friend (laughs) yeah yeah for sure they they, again they they they, again had talent and spades and and again they uh, were kindred spirits, like I said, they they were friends with the Grateful Dead. I know Grace Slick had a, at least a friendship with with Cherry Garcia. So they they again they all knew each other. They're from San Francisco in this, that general area. They 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 definitely I think lived out what they were saying. And at least in the '60s, I don't know. Again, by the time the '80s rolled around, they again they had they had just transformed so much that I think some people probably were wondering what happened to the band of the of, of yesteryear. But again, if you could appreciate quality music no matter what genre then you're gonna like this band at least at least some form of it i think yeah i mean unless you just are very picky i i find it pretty pleasant i i mean the skeleton twins love it movie reference yeah. 
Bill Hader. Yeah, I love it. I get that. <laughs> totally get it. Yeah. No, they, they, uh, <laughs> I mean, again, th- this band has uh, influenced so many other bands too. If you think about, you know, other, other bands that took kind of a, a cue from them, right? Some of these, if you think about some of the, the, the more political rock bands, right? Jefferson Airplane made it, I think, cool to, to kind of get your message out in your music and, and not just speak about, uh, just random things, right? They were, they were required, very... just say what's exactly. on your mind and then move exactly. on. Cause I think this is it too. Yep. Everyone else, uh, I, I asked, I had the fortune of interviewing a few other comedians on here and I, that I, you know, some of them you might know from Mr. Science Theater and it was just cool just getting their whole perspective. Uh, for sure. Uh, that basically is like, I always thought, is it just the, the casting agents or producers don't get the material and they're like no no generally they're as over the top as they are they're not stupid people they're just worried about how to sell it you know <laughs> and if it just Bingo. takes too long then they're worried oh, okay i don't think anyone will have the patience we got to speed this shit up you know we got an add generation <laughs> yeah these days especially you need they, if it's if it's going to sell they'll be supportive of it or if they think it's going to sell and if not they'll they'll they, they don't want to wait, right? There's no, there's no, there's no desire to wait for for success. Oh, totally. And uh, as you pretty much have summed up, they there isn't anything that isn't them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So much of, of of Jefferson Airplane, Starship, whatever you want to call them, they they really did seem to be what came across in the music. That seemed to be them them genuinely, at least to a large degree. Some of the the over-the-top singing you know there's a i think a song called i think it's called private room and and on, on one of their more uh, one of their starship albums and it's you know it, it's about what you think it would be about uh and it's you know it's a little bit cheesy right you listen to it and it's like well that's i don't know if that's true or not maybe it, maybe that happened in real life i wonder what, what influenced that right and you can go down the rabbit hole of a genius I'm sure they annotations. Just a shit ton too, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You got to think what they were consuming in the '60s and '70s probably influenced a lot of their writing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh man. But yeah, but I love this band, and I'm happy to talk about them as long as as long as you'll have me on this on this podcast. I'm happy oh, to talk about. Percent. Them. <laughs> oh. What's your favorite song? Uh, just out of curiosity, of this, uh, of this band, of, out of any of their iterations, it's I'm definitely been listening to Sarah a lot lately. It's just on a lot of the college radio stations I listen to. That's right, guys. Absolutely, to radio. <laughs> that, to that's definitely one of the best. I think uh, of their of their absolute best. Right, I think they but growing up. I'm um, just rabbit. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Another another high quality song that again, it, I think it doesn't get nearly enough attention these days, but it's it's phenomenal. Um, I'm a huge fan of that one. Nothing's gonna stop us now. I mean that that those two kind of are neck and neck for me just because most. of and I don't. Yeah, because, it's not no. like any other song of a band where you're just like, okay, you know, point made. Like, because uh, I I can honestly, you know, I like Elton John, but he has some songs where I'm like, I I, I want you know five other songs played over that one that just gets played twenty four seven, and I, I can't even Absolutely. listen to Queen and. Uh, michael jackson at times because i'm like i i have heard it to death like it just it, it's kind of like when you eat a certain food that you later give up i'm like it tasted delicious the first 20 times it's not oh, gonna yeah. get any better like I, it yeah doesn't, oh, or it's like when you watch a movie to death you're like i have seen it i know it frame by frame there's nothing new to study <laughs> that i won't catch on this viewing you know uh, that's or true i'd be any more entertained is like i i like it 
I maybe don't love it anymore because I've, I've just have done it to I've ruined it for me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think for a lot of us, right, of a certain age, whether it's Michael Jackson or Prince or Nirvana, right, you listen to any of these bands, and there's a certain <laughs> song or two or each one of them where it's like, I think I, don't, I can I can live the rest of my life without hearing that song ever again, and I'd be perfectly content. I think you know it doesn't matter who the band is. I think there's always a few of them, um, especially with the big names that you're thinking about, right? And, yes. and so, but this one here, I don't think they've really been overexposed. They might've been overexposed back in the, the eighties, like the mid to late eighties, they might've had a little bit, I think they were also on a soundtrack, right? The mannequin soundtrack for, with nothing's going to stop us now. Oh, really? So they got a little bit, yeah, they got a little bit overexposed during that period. But I think in terms of getting you know, nowadays, right, they're just not nearly as popular as I think they were until again, Orange Cassidy with his uh, with theme music and AEW, I think that also kind of brings them back into people's minds. It causes us to kind of think about, well, let's go back through their, their through their discography and listen to a little bit of their music. And so, again, I think it just comes like ebbs and flows, right? I think the popularity a of this flow band is, is going to be there. It. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to happen. Um, I, I don't think they'll ever be talked about amongst the greatest bands ever, and that's okay with me. I think I'm happy with them being kind of on the sidelines, but also. Again, they're they're related in my mind. Uh, they're they're tied to much my, my upbringing, right? They strike so a chord when I reflect on my exactly, <laughs> and they strike a chord because they they remind me of my my youth, my upbringing, and and simpler times. And I think that's that's always a good thing when you have a band or two like that that you can always go back to, and they 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 warm your heart a little bit. Definitely heartwarming because there's just so many other bands you'll listen to, and just like this is fun, but only on a certain day or a kind of mood. And yeah, 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 for sure. And oh man, uh, but yeah, I I was surprised they're still very active, and they kind of just do casual new material, which is just wild because it's yeah. not like with Motorhead where you know you lost a key member and that's it. You know, you can't can't do anything new. Yeah, for sure. No, they actually have uh, that's kind of I guess the, the the blessing of having such a large band, right? Is you can you can reincarnate uh, with different. I guess permutations of the musicians, right? You have, you know, Grace Slick, and you have a few others. Mickey Thomas, I think, is still, I think he's still around. Um, you have a bunch of different uh, musicians here who you can kind of pick and pull from, um, mm-hmm. given given the given the, the how large the band is, right? You don't need to have the the full band, but you can have a few of the the key players and and include them in your in touring even to this day. Yeah, I I almost always will see that there's some like notification of them coming into town, and I don't, you know, I'm not surprised, and I'm cool with that because you know every other band you'll see, and you're like, yeah, I don't, yeah, but tickets are gonna be, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, two hundred yeah. plus bucks. I'm no no for deal. sure. <laughs> no, I would go check them out if they came to Nashville. That's for sure. I don't, I don't, where were you at? Right, where are you at, Sully? Where do you live? I'm in the crazy uh, paradise, not paradise. Uh, uh, resort that is Dallas, Texas. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. not too that's far. Great. Not too far. No, I think I, I think you'd actually they yeah they probably come to town more more in your direction than mine. The Toyota Music they... Factory is pretty dope, and I mean there's something for everybody. If you don't want to see that, you can see a local act at probably a cafe lounge or at the Glass Cactus or Poor David's Pub. Oh yeah. Like you say, it is interesting how when they come into any kind of town, it's not just kind of you know tour overseas in london or japan or only you know private parties in vegas they they are going to kind of very specific kind of they're kind of adaptable is what i kind of get from them yeah i, I like that description of, of them i think that's a great way to describe them is that it doesn't matter like 
they they can basically play anywhere. They and, went through and every mountain crowd. and doing a Prince style rename, but it wasn't to be pretentious. It was just that was the new tone of the band versus I just don't want to be called Prince anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And you know, they, they this band, I think the large part of the reason why Jefferson got taken away is because some sort of a lawsuit that was involved with I think uh, it might have been Marty Balin. I think he might have been yeah, the one who they was all involved hated in it. Each but, other, so they did yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so that I mean that's the reason why that the Jefferson name didn't stick around, but they but they definitely again they 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 still survived I think throughout it all and and ultimately um, again sold millions of records and that's all you can ask for in a band I think. Yeah, totally. I mean, because you don't want, like you say, people to just play until they don't want to play be around each other anymore or just uh, do it just to make ends meet, even though they really honestly don't want to be doing what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it needs to be fun, and the fun will carry over into the music for sure. It really will. Oh man, um, so. I, d- I take it they would make your top 100 bands. Yeah, I think they would even be my top 50, to be honest with you. I, I think yeah. they, they definitely, they, they, they're definitely on, on my list. I probably, you've sort of, I think, influenced me or encouraged me, I think, by saying that to make maybe a top 50 or top 100 list and, and see where they, where they rack and stack they're really on that list. Not a, they might be a cult band, but they're not a lowbrow one, like, say, one that you might not want to admit to liking. Like, you know, like someone like Poison or Creed because the how infamous they are, you know, I know those are more modern, but I'm just giving an example because it's like there's so many other 60s and 70s bands where it's like if they weren't well liked, just no, everyone kind of just naturally didn't like them. But it just seems like they're kind of just, I guess you could yeah. say just like if you either if you don't like them you probably already don't really care for other big 70s heavyweights like the eagles or uh <laughs> zeppelin or yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and I, here's the thing sully is that people this might be a band that people love to hate and that's that's fine right i mean they could they can they can do that all they want but uh, they might they, even they still, just think, only know them from the nothing's gonna stop us now and yeah the, which also my friend played people, it too much <laughs> exactly and that that's also i think misleading right when you have people just assuming that that's the that's their 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 best music i think that's their their best maybe of of that era of them but it's not i think you know it, it'd be hard to really pass somebody to love as like i think their greatest out of any permutation or white rabbit i think those two still stand head and shoulders above the rest and and that's totally fine i mean for me anyway that's where they would that's where that would go but um, but I think yeah, I think they might be a cool cool band to hate for now. Like Nickelback, right? People, I mean, people are buying their music. God, I wouldn't still, go that far. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I, I think there there there's probably a, a certain I think uh, amount amount of people who it would definitely I think put them in the same bucket, and and that's unfortunate because they probably don't see the 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 the, the three full iterations of this band. Fair enough. I mean, they definitely have no lack of energy. Exactly. I mean, even to this day, if they're still touring, that says a lot. That, that, that's a that's a positive thing in my mind. Well, and that's just it. It, it all also comes down to like, uh, I wouldn't say what your interests are so much as just where did you like, you know, are you hearing them on the radio nonstop and that repetition just made you think, oh, overrated? Or was it just, you know, hey, just don't care for their tempo. <laughs> 
exactly exactly i think there's i think there's a again there's probably a certain amount of people who um who don't really see the uh you don't really see the, the, the this band or don't put them in, in really a, a high regard and that's unfortunate yeah i mean good because you see so much effort going to them that just carries on for more than just the lyrics you you just get that general gist is like they want to put on a show so i yeah there's more to them than just their lyrics right it's it's a it's a it's a larger i think portrait that they paint and i think if you listen to their music and you really really um you know take a deeper dive into like the songs that they that they've I think that they put together, uh, they're, they're they're a fantastic band and, and deserve to be in everyone's top 100 at the very least. Again, that's maybe my that's maybe my hot take of the day. <laughs> hey, you believe it, you believe it. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, right now I'm only really sticking to Twitter. I know that's controversial to say, but I'm uh, real. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it, it, at real Chris says that's R E A L C H R I S S A Y S on Twitter. That's my, my primary social media account. Um, I'm welcoming all followers, new followers to uh, my account. And welcome, I just to Chris's yeah, work. there you go. I but I really just try to keep keep things engaging and light, and I try not to, uh, you know, make, I mean, granted, I, I sometimes I, I think people learn from the questions I ask. I ask a lot of questions because I am genuinely curious, and I think that's a, a great way to learn. And and uh, I ask a lot of questions. Some people may not like that, but I am definitely uh, you're like a my fan mom. Of... You want to know why something works? I'm okay with well, questions as long as it's not like the same question asked three different ways, or yeah, like there I... isn't anything to go on. So asking the question would seem redundant. Yeah, it's more like David Bowie or Prince, right? Pick one. <laughs> um, and that's the kind of question Apples I'm talking about. Apples and oranges, about. yeah. It, it is for sure. And some people really dislike those kind of questions, and I get it. Uh, but but it's definitely something that it, it, it makes me smile when people provide a passionate response and they let me know more about again, what 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 influences them, what hey, inspires you, them. Yeah, man. Thank I mean, well, I just, I'm, happy, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to learn from others. That's my goal, my friend. And I appreciate you having me today. I appreciate you recommending this topic. I was like, I had a list of bands and that was one of them. And you just, you completed a good chunk of the list. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm happy to hop on again. If you, if you'll be kind enough to have me. Anytime. And uh, I, I do appreciate, yeah, your polls and just questions because you're one of many podcasts and uh, Twitter gurus who use it. And I do think it's a fun interaction because it's not, just sharing a random meme there to get a rise out of people and just you know bitch slap each other you really do want it a fun kind of just seriously i gotta know <laughs> yeah exactly and here's the thing right you can it, people use their their social media accounts for different reasons right whether that's they're trying to uh oh yeah they're trying I had to, to influence people polls that were just to, yeah or, going or nowhere. just like they they are they just like they want to trash talk certain political parties or they want to talk about you know they they, they can't have a a decent conversation and hey, that, 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 yeah. yeah exactly whatever you want to do i mean again you can use your social media the way you want to use it i'm using mine my way and i welcome others who who kind of who, who respect that that thought process right people who um i think aren't going to be um you know a negative towards towards those who who i think are, are just trying to keep it light oh uh, totally 
because there's nothing worse than just you know wasting your energy and just you know causing so many other people to say hey man you're a dick <laughs> yeah exactly who wants that who really wants to, to to hear that or have that be you know how people view you right you don't want that so i'm not that way i i again i welcome all followers and i will i will follow back we'll return after these messages Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.